Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. Yeah, I think the result is disappointing. Um, we had plenty of plenty enough chances to win that game. Um, we obviously they never really looked like scoring, apart from the the kind of minute of play that they had, which resulted in Ellie making a save. They score from the resulting corner; it was a real bad goal to give away. And then you have uh, obviously them trying to slow the game down, even in the first half. So we we remained calm. We had chances in the first period, which we didn't take. Um, incredibly, I, the ball never went in on certain goal match scrambles. Um, but again, I was really uh, pleased with a, a lot of elements of our performance. But the amount of chances we have, um, the penalty decisions that we don't have going our way, is it just leaves you feeling a little bit uh, disappointed. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, you win that game on other days, five or six, one, you know, with the amount of opportunities we had at goal. I think it was in the 20s, the actual attempts we had. So, yeah, like I say, it's disappointing, but, you know, there were elements of our performance that I was really pleased with. Um, and, and on other days, like you say, we come away from that talking about other things. No, it's just, I think Alex has played previously in that position. She's played for us already there this season. Um, gives us good balance. Um, two left footers on that side. And, you know, I thought those two grew into the game, particularly in the second half. We need good players. You know, ideally we'd have two in every position. Uh, the substitute rule now dictates that we need to go with bigger squads. All the teams do. So, you know, uh, Gemma's done well. Alex is knocking on the door. So for certain games, we'll look at different combinations. Um, and we have that in, in other areas of the pitch to be able to do as well. She had like a, a concussion issue um, a couple of days ago, took a blow. It's uh, second um, it's the second time that's happened with her this this season already. So um, we just have to be really precautious with that one. It uh, remains to be seen whether she goes away with Scotland or not. I think she's still due to meet up, but we couldn't really take that risk today because she wasn't feeling too great. It is what it is. I mean, I think it's we, we just have to get on with it. We have to deal with it. It's the same for Everton um, in terms of preparation time. So we obviously have more players in the international setup who will be away. Um, but... We'll, we'll deal with that and we'll be prepared and, and ready for a, for a big game. Well, I think we'll get um, three or four days leading um, with the squad altogether. I think if you look at the, the England game, the final game, I think is on the, or the only game they have is on the Tuesday. And then obviously the final is on the Sunday. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty hectic schedule after that as well. So it is what it is. We've, we probably found our best form uh, a couple of weeks ago playing six games or whatever it was, five or six games in, in 14, 15 days. Just to remain positive, you know, I think it's, and, and also the importance of that we need to, in those tight moments, we can't give anything away. Um, so it was 
show good character today, obviously going a goal behind and, and coming back, playing our way, sticking at it. Um, and that's the that's key really is is remaining calm because when we did when we were calm, we scored a really good calm goal. The build-up play was really good. And instead of like slashing our shots like we had been doing previously, Sam's produced a real cultured finish. And that's the key thing, really, is is remaining calm. It's, we're disappointed. We want to come back with a win today. I'd be concerned if we weren't creating chances, but we are. We're creating a hell of a lot of chances. Uh, we just need to be more ruthless and clinical. Especially after the disappointment of the, the defeat last week and it, we got on the pitch, we trained hard and um, we put our game plan into practice today and, and fair play to the girls. Like obviously, we scored very early on, um, but our defending and defending our goal today was, was second to none. It was outstanding. Yeah, definitely. I think our performances have been outstanding um, since um, obviously the disappointing result against Arsenal. Um, obviously, bouncing back from that was was the most important thing for us. And I think since then, our performances have been outstanding, even against Birmingham. I think we were, our performance was outstanding. We just weren't ruthless enough in front of their in front of their goal. Um, but yeah, for us, it's, look, it's, it's yeah, international breaks come at a difficult time. Um, but for us, it's a case of. Um, the girls go away and they, it's a change of scenery, but the ones that are left, we, we've got time to work with them, keep working on what we want to do, what we want about. And I think, I think we showed today, um, again, the true colours of us and especially defensively, I thought we were, I thought we were outstanding um, and obviously still had a few opportunities where um, we could have scored a couple more, but look for us, that's a, that's a fantastic result. And like, like you said earlier, it's, it's a, a way to bounce back. And yeah, it's just a shame we've got that international break now, but we've got to work hard and, and we've got a tough four games coming up in November. So um, yeah, we have to be ready for that. Don't get me wrong. They probably, for me, probably played their strongest 11 against us today. Um, and for us, we, we go one nil, we go one nil up from a set piece. So obviously we've worked hard on this week um but it was also we knew we we know the quality in their side we know how strong they are as a side um individually and collectively and we knew we we're going to have to we we knew we was going to be on the back foot at times in the game um but for us that, that's football at the end of the day the result is the most important thing and and how we get there is um, we changed shape to, to make sure that we can defend the areas that they were exploiting um and for us as much as Anybody wants to win a game for us, a, a point on the board today after after the weekend and a point against Man City was for us is a is a is a positive result and a and a fantastic performance. We're joined by my right-hand woman, especially especially in the stands, Kath Kelly. Um, it's been so long since I've seen you because I think the last game we watched together was the Chelsea game uh, where we drew 3-3 at the Academy Stadium against Chelsea before the season was abandoned because of the pandemic. And we've sat next to each other for a few seasons now as we've shared some highs, we've shared some lows. And you're probably the most level-headed person I know. So I thought, who do I need to speak to this week for the podcast? And your, your name popped up straight away, Kath. How are you? You all right? I'm good, thanks. But I don't know where you get level-headed from. <laughs> I know. I've got, to, I've got to be kind when I introduce everyone. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know. Maybe uh, so. 
<laughs> yeah but it's great to see you and it's nice to catch up uh we've had some time to digest uh over the last week for the the get last game against reading which was away uh, a tough one to take a point shared at the majeski stadium and a full-time result of one all what did you make of the team performance it's difficult because i didn't think overall they were that bad you know but I, I, I can't get my head around why they can't put the ball in the back of the net. Look at all the chances they are. Were it something like 23 chances? 26 chances and nine shots on target. Yeah. And and I think nine of them, eight of them, the goalkeeper saved. A couple of them were good saves. And then the rest of them were straight to her. I don't, yeah. think, she was, I don't think she was all tested that much, though. Only, you know, on a, on a couple of occasions, she made some really good quality saves, but everything else was pretty simple, straightforward. Yeah, yeah, it was. And also, um, if you look at the Muis goal, um, she seemed to calm down before she ate it and she placed it into that top corner. And our forwards looked like the struggling and the panicking in front of goals and they're not quite sure like should they blast it or should they place it now to me if you can kick a ball to a person halfway across the field and get it to them perfectly all right you can pass that ball in back of the net stop panicking that's what we're all about Reading obviously got an early goal a few minutes of the game through um I can't even say her name. Yeah. <laughs> you headed in from a corner, which, to be honest, wasn't really well dealt with with City. It looked a, a bit of a mess, a bit of a scramble, and we didn't look organised at all for it. What was it about? I was watching them before they even scored. So before I could look at it again, and I'm thinking to myself, the crowd, you know, Ellie was our players to help her. Because they basically, they boxed her in on the line. She had nowhere to go. They knew what they were doing. You can see it were planned on the um, training ground. They knew exactly what they were doing. Block Ellie in. Our players didn't pick anybody up and move them about or anything. And get it to your front post and just get a little tap on it. Ellie can't see anything. There's nothing she can do about it. Yeah. And our players were stood in no man's land. You know, it, it, it caught us off guard a little bit, but it's frustrating to let something like that go in when, you know, a team like Reading, their best sort of opportunities are really going to come from the set pieces. Yeah, yeah. But we were a bit poor on set pieces last season as well. Our set pieces, when it comes to defending set pieces, I reckon if you look back on this season and last season, a lot of the goals what I've been scored against has have come from set play because we really struggled defending it. Yeah. Um, Ellie made that superb save for the corner that they scored from. Yeah, and she tipped you know. it to the, to, the, to the post, didn't she? It was a, a yeah. Save. Yeah, she, she, she made an excellent save. And Ellie can do her job, but the defenders have got to learn to do her, theirs and help her out. But to let her get blocked in and nobody go round on the line with her and push them out, move them off her, you know, 
they might have got spoken to, but they, they've all, they're already in place then. They've moved them away from her, but they didn't. They let them dominate that goalmouth. We'd obviously, it was a game where obviously we saw Gemma Bonner not involved uh, and we've seen Greenwood go back into that sort of centre-back pairing again with Steph, um, something that we'd already seen this season so far. Do you think consistency is maybe a bit of an issue? Yes. I, I, I'm sorry, I want Gemma Bonner back in the back four. I know she's slow and I know that's what's keeping her out of the England team, you know? because she hasn't got that pace at the back. And that goal, what was scored by Kirby for Chelsea, where she she just couldn't catch her, they should have had somebody else at the back. You can't have Gemma at the back defending against the likes of Kirby and Cuthbert and that, you know. So she does one mistake, she gets two count. You can't keep swapping and changing like this. And I also... I can't get my head around why Esme's not playing because I think she's played brilliant when she has played. Yeah. Um, maybe give Esme a chance in the middle because she's done it for Everton. And when she has played this season, she's played really well. Bronze definitely is struggling with that injury she's trying to come back from. She's not shown us her best. And to be quite honest, I think Esme is better than bronze at the moment. I hate saying that, but she just has played out of the skin. And Demi Stork, she is having a terrific season. They're really giving her, you know, they're using her side, the attacking team. They're going at Demi, and I don't know why, but they are. They're probably thinking, oh, you can't go at bronze because she's too good, so go at Demi. But Demi's been outstanding. Like you said, Demi Stokes has been brilliant this season so far. We've seen a lot of positives in, in a lot of individual yep. this season so far. And, you know, we have got depth. We are managing injuries. You know, there are a lot of aspects that do come into this. And I think he's obviously trying to include players and, and give everyone game time as well. And I think that is something that he is managing quite well, despite, obviously, the results and things like that you know, we are utilising the squad. Another thing, I don't know your point of view on this, but I, I think that Chloe should be playing on the left and not out on the right. And I'd give Janny more of a chance on that right because she did so well for us. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think he's given her a look in, really. Let her show what she can do. And she's really up for it. You know, she wants to prove that she can play as well as these American girls that have come over who have been brilliant, don't get me wrong. But I put Chloe on the left. I give Janine another chance on the right. You know, Georgia's not on her best form at the moment. Yes, Ellen is slow. But for God's sake, if you want Ellen to score, you've got to get the ball to her. You can't just throw balls in willy-nilly. They've got to go to her. You get them to her and she'll get you a goal or at least get it on target. But they're going over her head. They're not being passed into her, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it and every week the style we're playing slightly changes and I can't, I can't get me head around what is this style he's supposed to be bringing in? To be honest, it did take us a while to find our way back into the game. But it finally came, and and just reward, really, for Sam Mewis following yet another yeah. performance in a City shirt. I mean, she's been detrimental to the City squad so far this season. 
I mean, how happy have you been with her performance and how she's sort of bedded into the squad so far? I think she's excellent. I think the way she's come into the squad, the maturity she's got, she's showed, considering she's not used to our way of playing in the um, English league, but she's come in and I love the way she runs at players. And, you know, she'll take them on. And we've got other players who, who are not the American girls who can do that, but they won't do it. But she just comes along and says, right, I'm going to have a run at you and see what happens. And that's what she does. And that is what we have got players that can do the same thing. Georgia can do that. Georgia's up to doing that. Janine can do it. But the point is, it's like you said, we're changing the team too often. They're not giving time to gel. It's not the back that is doing bad. It's the forward. And that's what is changing about and moving around. And they're not settled long enough to find a proper rhythm. I like Lavelle and all in that game. I thought she played very well as well. She started as well, didn't she, against Yeah. Them? Yes. And... She looks like she's a bit of a feisty character, which is good, which we need. Confused on why he always starts Chloe on the right, then he moves her over to the left. Why don't he just start her on the left and let her get on with it there? Because if you look at where her goals have come from or her um, assists have come from, they tended to have come from the left. I'll be glad when Emp's back and on. It's getting them working together. We don't we don't really know when Hemp's going to be back, but I'm going to assume that it, it won't be too too far away, given that there's not been sort of much of an update. Hopefully her recovery's been quite good and she'll hopefully yeah. be working to get back now from that hamstring uh, strain. So it's usually yeah. six to eight weeks now. So hopefully it won't be too long. And and you know, she she started the season so well, she was really bright, you know, she was a, a real threat. Um in, in terms of our attacking prowess, it's definitely something that, in terms of creativity, I don't think we're missing, but she can just add so much more to that as well. Yeah, especially down that left wing. But when, when her and Chloe were together, it looked solid, that left wing, that left attacking wing. I'm not sure if he should also possibly give Jess a bit more play time. I think Jess has got a lot in her locker and if you give her the chance she'll prove it. I mean that goal that she scored the other week was fantastic a, a, a great individual goal, great finish great footwork, we spoke about it on the podcast last week, uh, really impressed and it, you know again she worked so hard her work rate was really good in that game and she was rewarded for the threat that she brought going forward Yeah exactly and he, he is bringing her on, but he's bringing her on too late. He needs to bring her on a bit sooner, I think. Let her start instead of Georgia. Let's see how she goes on. Let Georgia just have a bit of chill time and get herself back in the right frame of mind because she she's just hitting it wildly and in my eyes a lot of time. And yet, take away the shooting and all that lot, the passing's been very good from her. It's been excellent, actually, a lot of the passing. The thing, though, with Georgia Stanway is that she scores those type of goals, you know, when it's something's been nothing, you know, where absolute 
shot from nowhere that finds the back of the net. We've seen her do it a lot last season and the season before. And she's just fa- not found a touch this season. But I still believe it'll come for her. It's just, I just feel kind of feel like with Ellen and Georgia, I kind of feel like they're not as involved and not as prevalent as what they have been. And I think that's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny you were saying about Georgia then hitting them and these sweet shots and she gets them away and she gets a goal. And if you've noticed, they're not giving her the opportunity. They all know her too well now. But how many other teams are doing that now? How many other strikers and midfield players have started hitting the ball now? Kira needs to do it more often. She can score goals, you know, if she does it more often. Also, in, yeah. in that game at Reading. Yes. yes. And that's what I mean. She needs to not just do it once and say, oh, I, don't, I didn't score. If she gets a chance, have a goal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, stop trying, all of them, stop trying to walk this ball into the back of the net. In, do you remember the City documentary where they said it, it's about the basics, it's about the basics, it's not, yeah. let's not overthink it. And I feel like that certainly came into the game a little bit on, on Sunday. Well, I think it's been there all season. And this is what I'm not sure what Phil's brought in. Phil! Yes. Phil's somebody I've talked to recently, no doubt. <laughs> Are you talking about Phil Neville? So, yeah, um, I don't know. Because you were saying about just take the simple way, I don't know what Taylor wants from him maybe his idea is get these triangles working again and then get some nice crosses in which they've been doing but you need people on the end of these nice crosses and that's what we've not had we've had Ellen there but the crosses have been going nowhere nearer get them to her and she'll score us goals I mean you touched upon the the 26 shots we only managed nine shots on target we had the majority of the possession it's about 67 percent something like that I noticed on Twitter that the other day there was a, a an account of NWSL Annie Lapica I think I've totally pronounced that wrong but I don't really know quoted on Twitter as saying that Manchester City has the lowest percentage of accuracy on target only above Bristol. City find great positions, but the decision-making is lacking. Lots and lots of wide or blocked. I mean, we've seen so much positive play, so much creativity, but a lack of return for City. And the, and like you said, the finishing just hasn't been there. Should we be asking more of the players at this point? Or do you think more time is needed to bed in the players, given the changes that we've seen throughout the summer? No. I think he really should step on his players and, and and basically tell them that they're playing poor and that basically that they're getting the ball, they're getting the opportunity. There shouldn't be that many shots going off target. To be quite honest, I'm wondering what's going on off the field that they can't do that. Like what's going on on the training field that they can't bring it onto the pitch and score goals. Mm. I, I'm sorry, I, I just feel that it's the manager who's unsettled them and something's going on there. There has been a lot of questions asked of Gareth Taylor, uh, and, this, and especially whether or not he's getting the best of the team, given the calibre of players at his disposal. I mean, 
Like, what do you make of his tenure so far? And do you feel that there is cause for concern? I feel there's cause for concern. I think the way he's um, come on and afterwards when he's been asked about how the girls have played and that, he's basically saying, oh, they played... They played all right. They could have done a little bit better. And I don't think he's the manager we need. I think that there's quite a lot of people think that maybe he wasn't up for the job. It's quite difficult because obviously there is so much information and, you know, you don't want to speculate as such. But you could only just look at the disappointment on the players' faces. And that was evident, you know, at at full time. There was a, a real disappointment. Uh, amongst the players and I can understand given the run of results and how you know they expect more and they know they can achieve more and do better Um, and that is going to have a knock-on effect what we need to see especially with the next game being the FA Cup final is a response and we need a good performance because Everton are a good side this season a team who themselves have made many changes and a on form let's be honest uh, a growing in confidence game by game we need a response we need to you know to put this run of results to bed um you know ironically last year we saw a similar dip in form with our exit in the champions league uh, losses to atletico madrid yeah United, arsenal uh, frustrated by the results but we were able to weather the storm um, and come through it better and a more composed side and we learned from it we moved on and I kind of think like the international break is a really good opportunity to do that at the moment you know come back to the club with a fresh mindset attention turns to the preparation for the FA Cup and the games don't get much bigger than a showpiece game at the national stadium and playing for a trophy that City will be looking to retain as well I think it's going to be a good match I certainly do uh, I think we'll um, give them a game. And I can't even say who I think will win it because Everton are on such good form. We're on mediocre to good form, you know. We're, we're riding that roller coaster where we can be looking brilliant and then our form seems to dip. Now, which team goes out, I don't know. But I'm sure that if these players want to play in the first team and also play for England, they'll have a bit of a shake-up while they've been away and hopefully they'll come back firing on, like you say, on all cylinders. And Janine and that will want to be back in and also they'll be showing over this week while they're just at City with just a few of them, they'll be showing what they can do. And I I think we can do it, but it's going to be a close-knit final. Yeah. Definitely a lot closer than the last year, you know, against West Ham. And um, the Arsenal match in the Conti Cup, it's going to be like that, I think. I mean, we've already played Everton already this season. <laughs> group, group stage game. Yeah, group, yeah. Uh, we won 3-1. Uh, and that was a good game. Uh, and yeah. Everton, you know, really, I don't think the result reflects just how good Everton really were in that game. You know, they've made some good signings in the summer. Um, they seem to be really gelling as a side. And this is like a, a massive, massive fixture for them, a massive occasion. And, and they'll be looking to get a result at Wembley. 
they they did give us a run when they played us in the Conti Cup, and um, they showed us what they can do, but they can do a lot more, and that's the scary thing, that they are a class side now, and if we don't turn up, then they're going to go and take that cup off us. Having said that, I think they might just come back and have had time to talk with one another away from the manager, away from, you know, the ground and that. We've been in the England camp, had time to talk, get it off the chest and come back fighting and everything will be back and we'll start picking up the points again. The thing is, as well, the fans know the potential of this squad and there is an expectancy uh, on them to to win, to achieve, because they yeah. can. It's a quality side with quality players. You know, we should be able to adapt our game in, you know, difficult situations. And it weren't for the one of trying, I'll give them that. <laughs> I'll give them that. But Gareth Taylor was speaking at full time and saying, you know, it, it takes character to, to come back into a game. I think true character is when you go on and win it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't want to hear him say, in all honesty, I've said it a few times, is it is what it is. I don't like that. I think we're we're a better side than saying it is what it is. It there's nothing yeah. to do about it because we can. We can do something about it. Yeah. And keep saying it week in, week out. It's as though he's trying to dig himself out of answering the questions properly and um explaining himself. Mm-hmm. The girls have gone on that field, they've explained themselves. He's got to explain why his decisions were to drop somebody again when they've just played well and to put somebody else in and to change the back four yet again. I just think we have to kind of expect that this is going to happen because this is how we're managing a a really tight schedule at the minute of games. You know, there's been a lot of games. There's a lot of player and fitness management goals that comes into that as well. That, that the analysis side of things that they have to look at and the tactical side and, and all those kind of stuff that we don't see that comes into it. And I guess they're managing a lot of that too. It's difficult when you, you, you know, you see so many changes, but you don't see the, the consistency, I think. And I, I, I do feel that there's a lot of, of positives and a lot of things to work on going forward. But equally, I don't think the schedule allows time for that at the moment either. In all honesty, I still believe that he just needs a little bit more time. I think we can't expect win after win after win, given that he's coming into a new environment. You know, you want to get the best of the players, but there's also been a lot of changes given the situation that we're, you know, currently in with COVID and impacts of that you know there's so many more elements that come into this other than getting the results at the moment you know we don't know how they're managing without maybe the fans being there could that have made a difference you know to push the team on to get the win you don't know yeah we don't really know the answer to these questions and we don't really see obviously what goes on behind the scenes quite happy to see out this season see how it goes and and take it from there but I'm, I'm still really positive. I'm still really optimistic. I just think we just need to put this to bed now and move on. We did it last season and we can do it again. Like we say, it's a game of football. Another player that 
um, I loved a bit and I think is an outstanding player, but yet hasn't shined that much this season. And that's Kira. Whether it's because of the way they're playing Mewis and that, but Kira doesn't seem to be pinging the ball about like she used to do, you know, and put them balls through for, um, like, it, it, she, she'd either ping them out wide for Janine or Hemp, or she put a lovely square ball down the middle for Ellen and that, and they haven't been coming. Now, that is, to me, because it looks to me as though the midfield sometimes is a bit overrun and we've got too many people crossing one another and you can't play that ball through through it. I, I also kind of feel as well, though, that the oppositions that we faced are much improved sides as well. We're not underestimating the oppositions heading into the games, but I think there's a, a, a level um, of vast improvement that I think we've seen through the quality in the league as well. Yeah, um, I, 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 you've got to also look at Arsenal and Chelsea have been taking these points, but they've not really come across any... They're just starting to get fixtures where they're coming across teams that might give them a bit of a run for money and perhaps take points off them. But yeah. before that, they weren't. They were playing, uh, don't get me wrong, they were playing the low end of the um, league, yeah. as you'd expect it to end up. We shouldn't have drawn against uh, Brighton. That were, that No, that was a poor game, that. The Reading game, we know Reading's an hard game. It always has been, it always will be. I were a bit unsure whether we'd get the points off them. But when we, I watched them playing that and I thought, you've had all them chances. You should have easily won that game. You know, yeah. and that's what every week's getting like. You've had all them chances and you've scored a couple of goals or you've um, drawn a game. And that, and it shouldn't be like that. When you're having twenty odd chances, you should be coming away with at least three goals somewhere along the line. Well, even Gareth said it could have been it could have been six one. Oh God, yeah. That especially on that triple chance they got. We just after they scored, we had a triple chance, didn't we? Bit of a scramble. Yeah, and we had three shots, and they still couldn't get in. And all it were were a couple of meters offline each time. And it was like, oh, how did you miss that? I mean, it, it was just a frustrating game, on re, you know, on reflection. But we've just got to put it to bed now and just move on from it. You know, like yeah. I said, we've got an FA Cup to look forward to and hopefully look to retain a trophy. I mean, potentially the, the first piece of silverware that's available. Well, not the first, because obviously we had the, yeah, the community. Yeah, but, we had the you know, charity, like, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a massive game and it could, you know, bolster the squad in, in terms of, you know, getting a result and setting us on the way for, for success because the, the club and, and the team and the players and the management want to achieve this season. They've made no qualms about that. We can do that. So let's, you know, get behind the team and let's go and, and get a good win. Yeah, because, you know, I, I, I think, if they go out there and they win this FA Cup, I think it will lift them. I think it'll lift every one of them. You've got to think, we've got this strong team. We can start it in the back of the net. That's all it needs. 
somebody just to find the back of the net and start a, 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 a nice little routine going where they all pick their heads up and say, I can do that and start scoring because they can do. We've got Aoife coming back. We've got Hemp coming back. You know, we've got a lot of positives to look forward to. And I, I honestly believe if we lift our heads after this break they've just had and, and believe in themselves, we might get ourselves these points back off the teams we've lost them to and also pull them back off Chelsea and Arsenal and perhaps get ourselves in that top three again and start pushing for that number one place. You know, people say, you know, it's crucial points drops and, you know, I would agree. I think everyone would agree that, you know, every point is crucial given the league and given its competitiveness. But equally, sides like Chelsea, Arsenal have got to come up against these oppositions too. And, you know, it just shows, like I said, their improvement and the way that teams and, and clubs are moving forward with the investment in the women's game. And it's definitely reflecting on the pitch. Um, you would expect that other teams will drop points too. Well, well, they are. The only team who isn't dropping points is Chelsea. All the other teams are dropping an odd part here and there, you know, and they're all losing points. So that, in the long run, it could be that we all have to go after Chelsea and get some points off them to get us up there because otherwise it could be anybody in out of, I would say, seven teams that can go up that league and end up in the top three this season. You've got the likes of, as much it hurts me to say this, Man United, they're looking solid. You've got Reading, looking solid. Birmingham, where's this coming from? From Birmingham, you know? Good on them, though, you know? Yeah, exactly. So you can't just say, oh, it's the top three. All. No, it's not. Teams are coming out. Teams are looking how we play. And they're stopping us playing. They, they're not allowing us to pass the ball around and run at them and like have the ball all the time that they're basically stopping us from playing like we stop them from playing that's what brighton did and that's exactly what reading did they got something out of it through doing that there's been more than them but we've managed to um come away with the points but every team near enough this season has tried to stop us playing out from the back so we can't get the ball moving you know they're putting our pre they're putting a lot of pressure on our back plenty to work on but plenty to look forward to as well for city cheers calf for chatting with me i'll speak to you soon yeah okay sweetheart bye and that's it for this week's episode of mcw fancast thanks to calf for joining me on this week's show uh just wanted to apologize for uh, the podcast coming out a little bit later than usual. We're still here. Um, we're still sort of active on social media, but just not as as much as we used to. And hopefully that will get better. With obviously the news uh, this week, over the last week, with Manchester going into tier three, um, things have been a bit difficult and difficult for everyone. Um, I'm sure we're all dealing with it in our own in our own way. Uh, but we just wanted to obviously say that you know if you need someone to talk to or you just want to have a chat or just you know don't feel isolated don't feel lonely reach out 
our DMs are always open. You can email us if you wish. Our email address is mwcfancast at gmail.com. We'll always be there to help and support anyone that needs it in any way that we can. Things have been difficult for me personally um, with my mum still being in hospital. She's been in hospital now for the last 15 weeks, which is exceptional on its own, but heightened by COVID and uh, we've not been able to see her. It's been properly rubbish, to be honest. She's being an absolute trooper though, uh, and slowly and thankfully she's hopefully on the mend and uh, we can't wait to get her home soon. But I just wanted to say thank you for everyone's messages and well wishes. I really appreciate it. Um, And I hope you like your little podcast shout out, mum, and get well soon. Can't wait to see you. We'll be back next Friday with our FA Cup final preview. Stay safe, everyone.